0: Come before you here, mm. because something has been telling that I didn't need to come forward. That is enough just to sit and and drink your words and mm. and soak in your presence. Yes, yes. But today, this this morning, when Ram spoke mm. about um, too much pride. Even to ask for help, it really, it it's immediately it touched something inside, and I realized that it was there, it was there in myself, in my own being.
1: Yes. And you know, do we know how to bring that into the inquiry? Do we know how to bring such things? Uh, first test, first step is you expose it. You know. Because by exposing it somehow, a certain amount of space opens up around that, that you don't feel that somehow you must protect, must protect this, this whatever vulnerability or whatever that makes us feel. Oh no, you know I don't need, you know you don't need the voice that speaks, you know, you know that if you if you expose something, then in a sense you're looked down upon, or people think, ha, ah, you know you're a failure. The mind tells you all these things. How is it possible to to sieve through all this all these confused you know, statements and utterances and r- remain in your natural harmony and balance, you see? Because everyone is tested, everybody. It doesn't matter whether you're a king or a beggar or a thief, everybody is tested in their own life to see if you will listen to this voice that will keep you. You know, a recluse in your own life, afraid to really step out, considering the world as your enemy or something like that, and to outgrow its influence. You see, with whispering, and why can can uh, whisper so freely into your mind space, only because there is some identity, um, potential or actuality of identity is still present. Then, is that identity speaks to? Otherwise, there's no place of insecurity in you to have to listen to such a, a lowly voice, you see. And we believe, huh? yeah, yeah, maybe you uh, pulling back. And you know, quietly, not always quietly, but very quietly, you no, know, is sucking your energy, your hemorrhaging energy, because you're not in your true life. So we are going to be more tired. <coughs> you know, he's beating you from the inside. So, this you that I'm speaking of, that is, you know, listening to, susceptible to the voice of this um, this serpent's voice. No, this is not the true self. It is the self under a state of delusion somehow. But there's the possibility of becoming aware that this sense of Personhood. That position of personhood is itself phenomenal. That is a tremendous recognition. That it itself is also apparent to something else. What is the something else to which this person who suffers the mind is only apparent? Have we found or not? I really want to know. Have you have you found or not that somehow? You see, it is it is this is the <clears throat> the uh, almost like the, the the reflex, the 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 favorite place for the consciousness to hang out in personhood, in this place of yeah, the one who is the seeker and trying to find something and then the mind comes and all this adventure or whatever. You see? And to say, but but that is perceived or not. Just like you can speak of the you know what's going on there, you can also watch the one it's going on for, or can't we? it's a little bit like a taboo, no if something doesn't uh, you know, doesn't want to look like almost afraid what you may see this is also this fear is planted in by the mind also as you this is why it is so wonderful that we have discovered this place, what I call the isness the easiness, basically because from well, here. Yeah, My God, you know, it's so easy. One sweep, and everything has collapsed. Everything. Is there anything that is appearing that is not phenomenal now? Including the person you have been believing you are for so long, which it has been somehow imposed upon us by some power, maybe God's uh, Maya, that we must somehow experience delusion, experience identity with the body, and that still you are the consciousness but you, for a while, will forget that and take yourself only to be the body-mind and its conditioning. And we must experience through that limited uh, expression. Because what? I don't know if I would say exactly, but all the while, while we are in a state of delusions and so on, the perfect Self is here, but not perfectly recognised. It seems this is a universal dream. Everyone is tarnished by this brush, and yet everyone will, at some point, wake up out of this sleep, this dream. This is uh, this this for this reason we are here also. And not just waiting it is not waiting room. Is waking room. <laughs> waking up to this, ah, ah wow, wow this seeing and each time it is recognized you know that you you've simply gone into a shape when you needn't have gone into a shape you could stay shapeless and so you could not be caught by that and then a great great space a great joy you know emanates from your heart you see so this is the first thing which is exposed and then where to from here It is already good. Exposed, then maybe mind tightens up. Ah, How to move beyond this point? This is why we introduce about the inquiry also, because of course there's the place of looking from the isness. But at some point, something is stubborn, in spite of the isness. I'm still here. (laughs) Isness or no isness? I'm still so. What to do? What to do. So this stubborn feeling that feel yeah, you know, there's something that's still whispering and afraid to receive help, to ask for help. There's some sort of pride. And it has been with me for so long. Eh? No. Ram Ram himself said this morning, no? I don't know how old he is, but he says maybe from when I was fourteen years old. I've never cried about anything. holding it together. Now, something must have touched your heart. (sighs) And Holding on so Who has it served to be so tough? Who has it served? But now, something is opening up, and he is feeling the immensity of his He is feeling the grace, the love, that is being denied by the pride also because it indeed it is wise to seek help until you go beyond need, the need for help where is the place for pride you see hmm? so even in the even in the ancient scriptures like in the bible it says you know that it said like this that lucifer was himself an angel of light but because of pride and arrogance he fell from grace. Pride, no? arrogance—it it it really cheats you. It really cheats us out of so much. Now you're discovering it's coming back. You know, I can feel your pulse again. You're really alive. You're coming back to life. In this, you see. So it is a good step that you step. Say, I want to come up and I want to share that also. You know, in hearing someone speak, I thought, yeah, this also is for me, I must come forward and, and, and open it up. And when you do this, you encourage others to come also. Say, yes, I also have a thing or two. <laughs> and we start. Then how to move on in the inquiry into this um tendency, this this pride come. Yeah. No? And you already start to get tightened up. You already have the look. Soon you are carrying the smell also of the pride. People come to you and say, like, No, no. You know? Body language also is telling about you. Then what to do? Then you feel this thing. You say, Oh, I can feel this, this feeling. Like, you know, I don't need help. I cannot be seen to, to I cannot bear the idea of anyone seeing me receiving help. You see? Then you must try and find. Who who is this? Because so quickly it is identified with, so quickly it is claimed as your root, as your own Self. Should we not reflect a little bit? Who precisely is it? Because nobody asks the question. We just assume it is me, full stop, Okay. let's move on. But here, a deeper looking persists. You say, Who? Identify. Can you identify, actually, the one who is proud. And how do you do it? Well, you, you have the intention to do it. And without trying to use your head to figure anything out, just hold the intention in your heart, and keep quiet and look. So it is almost as though, in some way, some scanning, some light inside goes to scan, to see if it can find, who, who is this one? And I have not, apart from saying it is just a thought, or it cannot be found. There's a feeling of pride, but there's no proud one. So whose pride is it? You say, sorry, I cannot find. Can't find. Sorry, can't find. How can there be pride? There's no proud one. Whose pride is that? <laughs> I can't find. And you who are making this discovery is what? And again, you must be quiet. Is there what is making this discovery? It easily goes by the term "I also. But what is the substance of even this one? You begin your inquiry in the simplest way, and if you are genuinely wanting to find out, grace will come and help you to get better at the inquiry. You will begin to mature. Out of the darkness it shows a little space. Oh, what is this space? And again, so, then you, it becomes a beautiful adventure to look. And in your the power of your own looking, all that is untrue, it is collapsing by itself. You don't have to chop them, you don't have to throw them out the window. They are fallen by the light of your true seeing. And you persist with it, because even a little success gives tremendous confidence. Oh my God, it can be done! Because in the past we think, There is no way, I can't change this. How I can change it? Even I try to change it, it gets even worse. And sometimes it may seem to get worse because it is as though, if we could personify the mind, it is as though he's trying to stop you from finding Have you not seen that it is as though something is preventing the discovery that takes your understanding deeper? What is this something? So you continue like that, just looking. It may start off, you think, Oh, I don't know where I am going. Little by little bit, it grows. It grows, more and more strong. Until at some point, as soon as doubt comes, you turn your attention, it's gone. Hmm. The discovery of the what is put less intensity, less importance less value upon your your you know personal existence it loses its seeming shine and glitter because it's not a big deal you know we're making such a big deal you are the self that should be a big deal but for whom i don't know but <laughs> if something is really important you will discover oh my I'm so happy. I'm so happy. Thank you, thank you. I'm saved from this, from this terrible dictator called ego.
0: Guruji, this is how I'm feeling, and all these days I've been feeling more and more dissolving into this just vastness, and this is the this came up today as. as as a surprise, yeah. because the other times when you've been mentioning the story of Lakshman yeah. and the other members have been coming forward and exposing themselves, and that there was nothing, there was no feeling. there was no, no feeling of, of arrogance, of, of pride. Yeah. It was just when Ram said it today, it, was, it triggered something that:
1: this acid reflux come.: <laughs> Where is this coming from? What is this coming? you caught it busy. Because well, maybe shifting every time, something comes. Maybe you don't quite detect or something. No, but this day, he comes. It comes, and uh, again now it's reckon- ah okay, okay. Because once your eyes are open to something, it cannot just be easily blind again. The blind spot has been exposed. Hmm? You see. When you don't know how to, to deal with it or where it's coming from, it again causes trouble. We say like this, if you're living in a house, five people living together, no not relatives, or maybe even relatives, it doesn't matter. But suddenly, you know, things start to go missing. Someone's umbrella go missing, a purse go missing, someone's comb go missing, things are saying oh, who is doing this? I don't know. Nobody knows. Well, it's impossible. It must be somebody. I know it's not me. And everybody says, Yeah, I know it's not me. I say, oh, this is torturing. So finally, somebody put, you put a little camera on. You know? Where are the things are mostly going missing from? Kitchen. OK, put in the kitchen. Maybe one day, go past two days, nothing. Then you look, you see in the night somebody. Already you say, Wow, that's not an ordinary walk. That looks like a thief walk!' Then once you caught him, in an instant you feel pain and joy. Pain that, Oh my God, it's you! My own brother, my God! And the next thing, peace that, Oh, OK, now at least I know who it is, and I know who it is not. And thankfully it's not the others. Now I find you see. So once you caught him, yeah. Can you forget who it was after that? No, you've caught it, you see. And now if you catch it and you, you let it go, you say, Oh, okay, it's my brother, I let it go. No, you say no, for the sake of the house and the peace, we have to expose you. You see? Once you expose, it's very difficult for him to be undercover anymore. Is it? It works the same way with ourselves. There's a thief within. <laughs> He's uh, trying to trick you. Listen, you know. come on. Now you've caught it. You see, so next time he comes, it's more easy to recognize. Okay, it's a thief again. I know, this voice. I know. I know. No, no, thank you.
0: Guruji, I want to. I want to thank you for the the written invitation yeah, because the. When you when you speak the the invitation, it's fantastic. But the written one, where you really get to, where the words detonate inside you, and you really feel the effects. Yes, yes. It's it's just it's just such a gift.
1: Very good. Very
0: good. And also for allowing me to sit this retreat, it's been very good. So, such a gift.
1: Very good. Very good. Something is afraid sometime in us to. Uh, to be caught you know? because shame comes where there 's pride, so shame come, and I remember myself i 'm going to tell you that when when I <coughs> met Papaji, I did not know anything about gurus and all of that. I knew of ramakrishna, that was when i, I discovered so uh, when I went to India, my intention was to go to Dakshineswar to visit ramakrishna 's place, although he was not in the body anymore I was I was so touched by the story uh, of of his life as perceived through the eyes of Mahendranath Gupta, called M. He wrote the book, The Gospel of Sri Ramakrishna, and it was early days for me in all of this. And uh, Ramakrishna's teachings really opened up a lot for me, put a lot of things in place. So the only reason for going to India was only to go there. I never made it. By chance, I came across Papaji. Ji. Uh, one day, I'll tell you about that. But we—I came, sat on Master's feet, and then you know already, I could tell you know from the instant of meeting him, seeing him, I knew there's there's a power here in this one. But uh, and I never saw such a big Indian man before. So tall, <laughs> you see. So anyway, we sat and I listened. You know, I, I listened to him. And so many people presented their stories. They presented their, you know, their where where they were in their experience, in their search, and we all benefit sitting just like this, benefiting from everybody's story. Then after some while, I felt you no, know, I I an urge come. I must write to him and, uh, you know, introduce myself and this thing. So I wrote a letter, and uh, I wrote a few actually. Trying to get it perfectly right. You know? yeah. So then that day came, and normally you would go to Satsang Bhavan in the morning, and then somebody would come and say, Letters for Papaji! And people would put their letters, and somebody would take it, and then they would take it inside. So, uh, uh, Letters for Papaji!
0: <laughs>
1: and then, whoops! Oh, oh, oh. So I feel, oh my gosh, I've come to a big step now, is it? So, all in such a big pile of letters like this also on the table, and he's reading slowly. I thought, good, he's not going to get to my letter today. <laughs> Mine, is it? Then finally he called, and I stood up from the back. And as I stood up, I felt like I left all of myself on the floor. <laughs> walking through a sea of people coming through, and uh, came and sat, Master's feet. Then he started to read my letter, which I felt was a really good letter. You know? <laughs> yeah. It was there, and then he started to make comments about it. Now while I'm sitting there at his feet now, something felt. From inside, like, I don't like this. I don't like this. He's reading, and I had the impression he's making fun of me. And then inside, I started to get really angry, like, you know, I don't, I don't want to be here. I don't want to be here. So, what is that? I don't want to be here. You know? I really wish I could just vanish from there. And he's reading, and inside came this kind of ring, like, like a siren. <laughs> kept getting louder in my ears <clears throat> until I couldn't hear him. You see, which is probably what I wanted actually, somehow, on some subconscious level. And he is reading, and then I was looking at him going. <laughs> Inside, I was in a world of silence, but not comfortable silence. I I just want this to be over, I just want this to be over. And why is he speaking like that? Very disrespectful. I felt embarrassed. He said, No, no, this is not what I was expecting, not what I want. I want him to say, Very good! Come, come. He is a good example! <laughs> so something, somehow, in all that he shared, it came something through for me. And what came through is, if you wish to discover the Truth completely, you must disappear. You must vanish. So couldn't let go of the uh, embarrassment. Embarrassment, you see, and not actually recognizing at the time that it's my mind. So he speak. After he finished speaking, then he beckoned. You sit here, no? And then someone else came, and all the time I'm just waiting, just waiting, just to get out of this place. Because uh, for myself, it was like this is this is what I was waiting for. My mind is telling this is what I was waiting for. Now he's really made it easy for me. Now you see, I should know from before. This is not the right place for me. All these westerners and all this kind of stuff. And you know, oh my God. it was going like this. And my mind is saying, no, but this is, you know, this is this is not. Uh, luck now is bad luck now. <laughs> because the place is called luck, Luck now. I said, "No, this is not luck now. this is bad luck. now. I just wanted to get away. but I wasn't catching it. I was not catching it, you see. So as soon as satsang finished, whew, I took off. I didn't want to speak to anybody. I was full of uh, uh. you see? that was very unusual for myself because I thought all these things were finished. So I went home and decided, that's it. I'm packing and I'm out of here. My whole body felt like, oh, I'm frying sausages. But it was a hot day. As you know, it can be here. A very, very hot day. A very, very dusty place, Lucknow, like in Gard. And I said, OK, I need to get some air. So I went walking in the in the town, which is maybe ten minutes away. I went walking. I just need to be alone, I need to let off some of this steam. It was hot outside, but it was hot inside as well, too, for me. And I went and I sat down in the, under a tree in this place. Some of you have been there, you know? And we sat there. And after a while I felt, okay, okay, okay. I go back and finish my packing, I leave town. Still shh. I just started walking, you see, maybe twenty meters or so, and suddenly everything was gone. What it means, everything was gone. I could not find myself strange words to speak, I could not find myself <laughs> it's. Like, I could not find myself. I was looking at these ants, but it it's not myself. I could not find a context for my existence. I, I couldn't find the one who feels I'm someone's son, I'm someone's friend, I'm someone's father. You know, or any details. It could not be found. It was. Amazing! I could see the, the rickshaws and the cars going on the road, but they were like, everything is moving in silence. And then uh, suddenly, for the first time, I saw Papaji. It was like he was everywhere. <laughs> like everywhere. There was no anger, nothing at all. There was not there was no joy. Also, there was just this vastness. I don't know. Like you could see the image, but they're just images in this vastness. What are you like when there's no you? This tremendous love came, and it was just my heart was full of love for Papaji. And in that moment, I realized. Until that moment, I was always just, just stay over there a little bit. Just stay over there a little bit some way. The mind was always saying, you know, oh sometimes Papa would say something in Satsang and it sounded incorrect. And I would say, I don't think he's true. He's not hundred percent true. I mean Ramana would not make a mistake. These things. And then I started to see from that day. All my own reactions, all my own concoctions to to try and avoid being caught. The best thing that could happen in your whole life. And something doesn't want to be caught. This is the paradox, this is the thing, you see. Something gets caught, the mind wants you to take it personally. Yeah, you see, he embarrassed you, he doesn't respect you. You see how you can respect some teacher? Don't respect you. Better you go. Yeah. We want the teacher to be nice. Never mind, darling. Tomorrow will be good. Come, come. Yes, sometimes. Sometimes no. So it is good when you step forward. You expose something, because the man is telling you, Don't! Don't! Let them see you like this. Don't! You slip a few steps back if you are seen, but wisdom tells you, Expose everything. Expose everything and be free. You see. It doesn't have to be in front of everyone. Sometimes you, whatever opportunity you have, then it's finished. It's not that we want to go into the details of what is happening inside. We don't. It's not important. Who has time for that? (coughs) Only if it means something matters. Okay. 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 Nobody remembers that. What they remember of you is I really liked that woman who came and just you know, sometimes they can't remember, they just remember your presence. You opened your heart, you bury yourself. And that is a tremendous thing, you see. So not everybody has to come up, not everyone will get the chance to come, but everyone hears in the heart. And right where you are, right where you sit, you say, Yes, I, I offer my life to, to life, to Truth, to God. I offer this life for this, because what other choice do I really have? Really? Hmm? To, to waste more of your time, opportunity, there is such magnificence, is your life and yourself. And to miss this, already look how much we missed already. And you only realize as you are waking up to yourself, oh my gosh, I missed out. Maybe even my childhood, I missed it. My teenage year, I missed it, thinking I should be something else. And all of this, I could have just been myself. Maybe not. Maybe we have to just accept. Well, it plays like this, you know. It is, it is like this too. At least right now, I'm here. Right now, I'm here. You see? If you have been locked up in jail for fifteen years, and then today they set you free, out you can go, and you sit outside going, Tch. I've missed fifteen years of my life. Who is going to pay me back for 15 years?' Then you are still in prison. You are free. You have always been free. But imagine we are bound, and it is something that has to happen for everybody. We must taste this life, which is in some way a kind of a poor imitation of the Truth as is the ego, a poor imitation of what you are. And then we must wake up out of this dream state. It is happening. What caused you to be here? Remember, Ramana Maji's made some statement, even as a young person, he said this thing, You see, Whatever is destined to happen, will happen. Try as much as you can to prevent it from happening. And what is not meant to happen, will not happen. Try as hard as you can to make it happen. If you recognise this to be true, then the best course of action is to keep quiet. Keep quiet within your being. I can say this to you because I feel I only have good news for you. I only have good news for you, that underneath the facade of personhood is the infinite, how long we've been journeying i don't know i don't know i don't know if we decided at some at some subtle level at some in some in some zone of time. In the, in the mystical universe, that we would take birth together to share this? I don't know. But we are here, and what you are seeing, you can confirm, Is this agreeable to my heart? Is this making my whole life lighter? Am I full of 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 peace? Am I experiencing peace, or is it my mind? Is my mind simulating peace? Is my mind simulating love? Is it is it pretending love? Is it pre- can it pretend peace? Can it go that far? Hmm? I don't think so. It doesn't want you to find peace because. It is too uh, contagious. He doesn't want you to find love. It is too contagious, because He has not come to give you love, to give you excitement pleasure, but not love, not joy, not peace. And you must use your inner abilities to discern what is true and what is not true. And you are winning yourself back from this, this, this arena of delusion. What if it were not possible? Imagine. What if it were not possible? Suppose all we had, and as far as we could go, is what the body-mind permitted. supposing that was the limit to our capacity and you know it is not because you have come to a place where both the body's function the bodily senses and the mind and its capacity to imagine and to project and to you know speculate all of that is perceivable all of that is arising and passing coming and going who are you in front of whom all this play is being presented is perceived and yet it cannot tarnish what you are reflect upon that you see to your increasing delight yes so your life is for this that's the great opportunity of a human existence. Of course it can go in many different ways. I hold this to be the greatest. What is life if you become the most famous person, the richest person? You know? And at the end, you are not happy in your heart. You're not at peace with God, and with life. Of what value is it? So I have come to remind you of how beautiful you are, how absolutely perfect in your being, that you are not this shadow, You are not a ghost. You are not destined to suffer existence. (coughs) And that it needn't take long. When many people came at the beginning of a retreat, sometimes I look, I say, "Oh my gosh, it's going to be some work," <laughs> because they think, "Oh my God, they're, they're going to take some time to defrost." I mean, and in a few days, your life is bearing fruit, full of light and joy and peace. Did you cultivate that? you only recognized it you did not cultivate you only became aware of it and aware of what you are not and all this is coming now continue like that be grateful in your heart say thank you to life thank you god for, for even the troubles now, because now I have found a way to convert you know, mud into gold. Because you have cleaned my mind.